Hey, Shar. You... Hey, how you doing, Jason? Good, good. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. Actually, really good, man. And it's such an honor to have you on this podcast, man. Finally, I'm finally uh made it. We finally were able to do it. So I appreciate you getting on the podcast with me, man. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I'm I'm excited. I'm glad our schedules could finally link up. Right, <laughs> right. So before we get started, man, what I like to do, I always like to bring in the spirit on the podcast. So I like to bring in my utmost self, Amari. Just send our shade to the spirit for allowing us to be able to actually link up and have these wonderful podcasts and see your perspectives and just learn so much from you. Um, so and positive energy generation, we all just bring in the spirit and we say, spirit, thank you for this day, Ashay. And we pray that this message will touch everyone that's listening and resonate with someone to change and inspire someone to go further in their journey and path in life, Ashay. So Jason, Jason yes. Phillips, man. Let, let the people know before we get started. Let them know where to go find you at on social media so they can follow you right now. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm on Instagram at J Phillips MSW. That's J P H I L L I P S MSW. And they can find me on Facebook the same way, J Phillips MSW. And then they can visit my website, which is P N P coach.com so the letter p the letter n for nancy and then p for prosperity coach c-o-a-c-h.com uh, awesome yeah go ahead and follow jason he has such a wonderful story and um the message that he's decided to bring to the table and share with so many people is being aligned with your true path so what we're gonna do we're gonna also we're just gonna let jason let everyone know what is your true purpose in life? Really, my, my true purpose is to help everybody get clear on their goals, get clear on their passion. And I like I like to say I pride myself on really helping people be comfortable being themselves. You know, we go through so many things. We go through trauma. We go through uh, low self-esteem. We have lack of confidence. And all of those things prevent us from being authentic doing what we want feeling how we want and living how we want yes i'm so glad you said that those are called distractions and distractions creates limitations so man i I feel you there and with with those distractions and those limitations what are some hardships in becoming one with your true self that you have experienced uh i would say what i've experienced personally I would say when I didn't have great self-confidence, when I didn't have the best self-esteem, I was going down paths that weren't necessarily for me. So I was a follower and not a leader. And don't get me wrong, you need to be able to be a follower to be a leader, but make sure that you're following something that you're passionate about and that you really identify with, not just going with the flow. So when I, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Shar. No, go ahead. I'm listening. Go ahead. I was just saying when I didn't want to be be judged or I was worried about what this person may think, or what this group of people may think, then I was making choices that weren't really for me. It was for them. Mm. Okay. Okay. So with those choices that you was making, um, 
if you realize that it wasn't the right choices that you were making. So with with that being said, could you have been successful without being being aligned, without making that change and still continuing on with the choices that you were making? Could you have been successful with that way? I would be successful, but it wouldn't be what I would define as successful. So I would be, yeah, you know, so everybody, you know, and I want to say this for everybody listening. You measure your own success. I can't measure your success. You can't measure my success. We have to individually measure our own success. And when we're doing something that's not aligned with what we really love and what we're passionate about, you may be great. You could be amazing at what you're doing, but it's not really what you want to do. So it doesn't feel right at the end of the day when you go home and lay your head down or when you get up in the morning you may be busting your butt you may be awesome at at your job you may be great in your relationship but inside you know this is not really my true calling right it's not for me right and when you realize that it wasn't your true calling and it, it wasn't really aligned with what you wanted and you know there's something better out there for you did you know that your passion will create your true path Oh, most definitely. Like, so what I do now, you know, I'm a life coach and I'm a licensed therapist. I know I've always been big on personal and professional development since like high school, maybe even before then, but definitely high school, early adulthood. I was always passionate about growing myself, about learning more about um, how I think, why I think this way, why do I feel this way? How can I better myself? So once I got into that field, um, you know, I was, I've been a mentor with the Big Brother, Big Sister program. I've had my own mentoring program. Once I incorporated the things that I really love into what I do, like right now being a life coach, as much work as it is, it never feels like work. I love working with individuals and helping them find out what's holding them back and really how can I help you get clear on what you want? How can I help you get confident on what you want to do? And then lastly, I want to make sure you're consistent because you can be clear, you can be confident, but if you're not consistently showing up the way you know you need to and how you want to, it's going to be a problem. Mm, I like that. That was a very key point right there, consistency. Because a lot of us go through life, myself as well, I have my moments where I'm not consistent and the results that we want involves consistency. But the results that we're getting is when you put half work in, half work out. So you're putting in the work, but you only getting up what you put in. So if you want the full results, you have to be consistent. And like I said, I like that you said that. With consistency though, um, what are some challenges as a life coach? Um, what are some challenges in finding your purpose in life? What were some of them? Um, okay, you still here? Yeah. So as a life okay, coach, yeah, um, as a life coach, and as you decided this, this was your true path that you wanted to help people. Um, what are challenges in finding your true purpose in life that you experienced? Uh, I think one of the challenges was. I, I like, you know, when you when you want to help people and even as a therapist, I remember like one of my first days of grad school 
and I had a graduate advisor and we were talking about, you know, being in a social work program out at the University of Michigan, which was an awesome program. And I saw I could study different things. I could study domestic violence, uh, parenthood, depression, anxiety, case management. Uh, there was so much policy, substance abuse. And I remember uh, he said, well, what do you want to focus on? And I was like, man, I, everything. This all sounds good. And what he said, this was uh, Professor Professor Sean Joe, Dr. Dr. Joe, he said, you cannot be great in everything. You have to narrow your field down and become an expert in something. Mm. So it, it made sense, but I was a little bit taken aback. I'm like, man, but I like, you know, Substance abuse is interesting. Domestic violence, that's that I need, you know, we need some help there. Uh, black mental health, we struggle in that area. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't in, in trauma, PTSD, trauma, sexuality. I mean, there was all of these different fields. But once, once I started working in the field, I understood what he said. Mm, everything started to make sense. It made, it made sense. When you seek out a therapist, when you seek out a coach, everybody's not the perfect fit for you. Right. And you're not the the best coach for everybody. And you have to know that. So there are certain things in certain areas, like uh, right now, divorce, if if you're going through a divorce and you need some help in that area, I can assist you, but that's not my area of expertise. Right. Um, if you, you know, there's, and I've learned that, you know, being an expert in your field, it helps you and it helps all the clients that you work with. Mm. So you're able to help people going through different things, going through different situations. You're able to help those people. But when it comes to actually narrowing down, um, targeting the, the people that you wanted to help, um, and actually become an expert in, you had to um, pick and choose. Well, not really pick and choose, but there's a certain criteria that fits you as someone else that interests themselves in the business as well. It's a certain criteria. Um, so yeah. when when you had to look at those options, because with so many great options that you can get into, such as social work, where you have you can get in with foster kids, you could uh, uh, so we have a, a domestic violence. Uh, you had the, uh, the uh, um, you had the drug abuse, had the PTSD. So with all those um, great options that you had, did you did you ever find yourself in somewhat of a regret that you wasn't able to help those people, or was it not a regret because you was able to still steer them in the direction that they needed to go? Um, I would say no. I, I didn't really feel the regret. So I'll say my, my career started off like this. I started off working in substance abuse. That's where my, my initial training was in substance abuse, which was great because I learned that substance abuse is not the primary problem. It's typically some type of trauma or internal issue that's leading to substance abuse. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a very good base knowledge of you know how to address and how to treat substance abuse and then i worked in grief with grief counseling i did grief work for almost four four or five years so i was working with individuals who lost a loved one 
who had um, lost, had a loss by suicide, any t- anything grief related, I was working with that, which again, the grief what was that was traumatic, but it was typically trauma under that. Now there's a, right. a lost relationship. Now you don't know who you are without this person. Um, you feel broken, sad, shame, guilt. All these things come from that grief and loss. Mm. So then I then I kind of further along in my career, I narrowed it down even further and, and started working specifically with PTSD. And so my to answer your question, the more the more I grew into my career, I still narrowed down where my focus is, where my focus and and I think over time, I don't feel regretful if I can't be the expert for somebody in this field or in, in this area, because I know here's a here's a great resource for you right here. Um, I don't work with young children so I, but I know a lot of professionals who are experts with kids and knowing that I feel great because I can empower somebody else and stick to what I do best just like if you go to the your doctor your general practitioner you and you need uh, let's say you need a heart transplant or something that's not the person to do that but he knows how to get you there the so connection yeah exactly Mm-hmm. That's really good that you said that. Now the time you'll be able to help people, and that's what I had to learn as uh, to my journey as well. I learned that not everybody that I'm going to be able to help, because uh, maybe they have a little bit more growing to do. Maybe they have a little bit more more to go through until they finally want that help. So, like you said, not everybody's gonna be meant for you to come in and help, or are meant for you to to put nothing but hands on with them. They're probably just meant to meet you because you was the connection that led them to the person they needed the actual help from. So I like that you said that. I really like that. At least you have no regrets. It's a good thing that you don't because you're helping so many people change their lives. I know uh, me especially uh, dealing with PTSD. I know it's not easy. And I know dealing with any mental uh, illness is not easy. Also, I know dealing with an internal is not easy. So when you have such a so many people such as yourself such as myself such as other leaders that's putting themselves in a in a position to help others com- build confidence and become more empowerment um even through the storm is great it's amazing and did you like with all that with all that leadership that you're you're playing and all the helping that you're doing did you find um leaving did you find to leave and finding your purpose in life like did it help that when you was going through the storm and you was trying to find out what specifically you want to do um did you find that hard to do uh what what part specifically did i find which part hard when you was going through your journey and trying to figure out if i wanted to specifically help in this area specifically help in that area you was narrowing it down making it from broad to specific uh, was that very hard for you? Uh, no, you know what? It, it really, what happened was, as far as, it wasn't that hard. I would say because I knew I wanted to help. When I started one particular job, they needed somebody to help with PTSD. And 
early in my career, I was like, I don't want to work with trauma. Um, that's going to be too much, you know, going home with all of these stories and things. But once I found, after I had the training, I really loved working with trauma because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as difficult as it seemed. Mm-hmm. And then being able to actually help those people get through that trauma and knowing that I had a strong knowledge base and evidence-based uh, treatment modalities, like the things that I was telling them and work with them on weren't just, well, I think you should do this and this will help. No, this is backed by research. So when I knew um, that, that, that the things that I was doing on a professional level were, you know, researched, I was like, okay, this is cool. On top of that, when you work with trauma, you have to have a certain type of personality. You have to be able to build rapport with your your client, the patients, you know. And because I had that type of uh, personality and persona, where people could really feel comfortable opening up to me, it was it was cool. So I was like, okay, this is really this is something that I would do anyway, you know, starting off doing grief counseling, then narrowing it down to trauma work and PTSD work. So it, it, it was more aligned with what I wanted to do and what was, I felt like was God's gift to me. Right. So it was more of a, the steps that you, it was more when it was brought to you and it was, it was told to you to um, narrow it down to what you wanted. It's just the steps and the processes took to actually get to where you needed to go. Um, and that's that's how life is. A lot of time we're reaching goals and standing goals, and life with those hardships, those obstacles, testimonies, all type of things through life. Sometimes they throw a challenge at us so that we can learn something from from it, because it's going to better us in the alignment, the path that we have um, accepted. And that's that's a really big thing that you're out here changing lives in a big way. And I know sometimes when you run into different people. Um, especially once it's going through trauma, good thing. So, what is the scariest thing about that journey to you, working with people that not really fully um, encouraging themselves, and has to be um, breaking down some of the cycles and trauma cycles that they have created? Uh, what is the scariest um, thing about that journey for you? Uh, I would say this: the scariest thing about that is. When people come in for help, especially with trauma, it's so difficult to open up and talk about it that I really want, I want them to know why you're working on your trauma. I want them to have a good sense of, okay, this is going to be difficult, but this is something that I need to do. And it's backed by my research. So the scariest thing is if somebody comes to me, we start to work on a trauma and then not even halfway through, because you know this is difficult work, it's not easy. And if they drop out of treatment, if they say, you know what, either they just ghost or or they, they just say, look, Jason is getting to be too much, I can't take it. That's why I really do a lot of education, a lot of prep work, and I let them know over and over that this is gonna be difficult, but it's not a one or two session thing. Right. You you, you know, when you get over, um, you know, when you get kind of over the hump, I would say, then you'll start to see that, you know, your distress level is down and you can, 
you can talk about your trauma more and you're not you're having less nightmares you're getting better sleep you're feeling less anxious but to, the scariest part is to know that some people will drop out because it can be so difficult for them to uh to continue with so i really always want to make sure that people really understand that trauma work is not easy work we have you know treatments that work but you have to stick with it it's like you know when you go to the doctor and the doctor says look take all this medication even if you start feeling better Mm -hmm. they want you to continue every single part of that medication regimen you you know when you're working on yourself even if you start feeling better uh one or two after one or two sessions that doesn't mean that, that everything is done right that's true and that's a step that the the cartel have to take because like i said me going through that ptsd experience that i uh, i was in denial i didn't want to accept it mm-hmm. i was in way more denial I did not go to half of my appointments because I didn't want to face myself. And um, like you said, that's that's hard, not just on the person that, that's going through it, but that's hard on the uh, person that's there to help. Because if you can't, if you don't open up just a little bit, they're not even able to help you. So that's one thing I had to come to realization because things was getting worse. Sleep pattern was getting worse. Wasn't sleeping at all. Um, I was at more agitated. I was very angry. See, all these things that I created that um, if I had just talked it out at the first session, um, I would have known that that was a safe place for me to actually talk it out and not be judged. So I do encourage everyone out there that's going through something, that's going through mental health and you have to, or some type of trauma, and you have to speak with a, a professional that's there to help don't be scared to open up to them because that's what they're to do they're there to help you and make you feel better and let you know that everything will be all right so that's a good thing like i said that you're out here helping so many people because i understand that's a per- on a personal level um about that journey and i know when you decided to take that journey it wasn't easy so how did you start on this beautiful journey that you're doing right now um well as far as my journey as far as uh just working and as a life coach and as a therapist how you start how did this come to part uh well i always like i said i always knew i wanted to help myself and i always thought like okay how come some people go through certain things and it breaks them like some of us we know we go through trauma and it seems like things that happened 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago it still impacts the way we move and you know what Char, I'll say sometimes well a lot of times we don't know what people have been through but if you were to really have a heart to heart honest conversation mm-hmm. and get to know somebody mm-hmm. you wonder like okay how come this person never got out of this marriage or how come this person never got married you may find that this person may have, they may have been stalked when they were younger. They may have been sexually abused when they were younger. Right. Nobody listened to them. Nobody believed them. So because that happened, now, fast forward 10, 20, 30, 40, 40 years later, they're still in that mindset. You know, trauma impacts us on a uh, psychological level. Right, it does. It's, it's not just physical, yeah. So 
the decisions that we make or don't make are based on what happened. Our our safety was uh, violated. We don't trust people. We don't trust ourselves. So the drinking, the drug abuse, uh, the the toxic relationships, the poor communication. When you start to look at okay, how come this happened and what's really happening? Um, then you see that trauma is, is typically behind that. Right. So for me, wanting to wanting to help people and wanting to really just be curious, like why why do some people get over things and some people don't? And that led me to the field of psychology, which led me to the field of social work, which again led me to you know becoming a therapist and life coach and helping people work on those issues. Mm, that's that's such amazing that you um, picked this path of life and it's out here touching so many people. I'm telling you, I know the hard work that my therapist put in <laughs> with me, mm-hmm. so I can only imagine um, the hard work you put in with a lot of people to be out here to help change their lives. That's a that's a big responsibility to take up on. And I'm so proud of you. Um, so with all that on your journey, right? Everything you discovered, right. every no, you have no regrets, but you still have the purpose life to come out and change people's lives. What are five discoveries on this path that has helped you grow more with walking in your life? Oh, okay, good question. I will say five things that help me grow. Number one, I have more self-awareness. Mm. I have way more self-awareness. You can't do this type of work without being aware of your own hiccups, without being aware of your own hurts, your own trauma, uh, your own weaknesses, as well, as well as your strengths. I mean, but you have to know where do I need to grow again? When am I overdoing it? So just me being aware of myself and being honest and holding myself accountable. Um, you know, again, I have to do that to be able to be present for the people I work for with, but that's that's really helpful for me too. That self-awareness is, I love it. Mm, okay, self-awareness. Um, that's number one. Number two, me, I, I'm really, I'm more clear myself. You know, I help people get clear on what they want but again I can't help them get clear on what they want if I'm not clear on what I want right so I had to do my own work I have my own life coach um, shout out to Greg Harden he's helped me a lot and he's he's also challenged me too and I think that you know we think that sometimes if you have a therapist if you have a coach that things are going to become easier and that's not the case all the time no. <laughs> we're not there to sugarcoat <laughs> no not at all that's definitely not the case last time we actually helped we have a lot of challenges to face because there's a lot of things that we need to understand to be able to um take that understanding and help someone else so when you have uh people like our life coaches that have done this and help so many people guide so many people to their true path you understand that um there's so many things that they have encountered to be able to be able to bring such greatness out of that person to be able to help them utilize their skill to the best of their ability so that is so amazing that is amazing yeah um you said five right, right. Num- so number three I would say 
knowing my boundaries. Like I can't help everybody knowing, you know, when my schedule is too full, like this is the, the, well, I know this is a podcast, but this is the fifth collaboration I think I've had this week. And I got one more tonight. So, you know, knowing that, okay, at some point you have to take time for yourself too. Mm -hmm. You do. You really do. You, you have to. You have to. You have to put time um, for yourself. Yep. Number four, I would say, I, I mentioned it earlier too, but like, I have to measure my own success. And it's, and that's not easy because we look around at everybody else like, okay, this person's doing that or um, this person's doing this. And sometimes it's easy to fall into the comparison mm -hmm. game. I, I know personally I've done it. It's, it's so easy. But if I take a step back and actually ground myself and think about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, it'll kind of like snap back, get me right back on track. Right. All right. I always like to tell people that no one's success determines someone else's success, which means it doesn't matter how fast this person's growth and progression is, you don't know what all they have to do to get there. There's there's levels. Yeah, exactly. So if they're up and you see them living that life, what did they do to get to that point? So it, I like to tell people, if you want to get to that point, see what they did. Find out, pick their brain, right. find out what it took for them to get to that point instead of being there and um, trying to compare your success and then you start self-sabotaging yourself and then you start showing envious toward them learn what they did mm -hmm. that way you can learn from their mistakes you can become a better mm -hmm. example and you can lead the next person to learn from your mistakes and become a better example so I, I exactly. like that yeah. you gotta put in work you have to put in work um and, and you have to be ready to put in the work too. Uh, you have right. to, you can't just think that, okay, I want to get better or I want to achieve this goal and it's going to like come to you. No, it's a lot of like for real, for real, late nights, blood, sweat, and tears. Um, especially when you're going hard. I mean, I, I'm all about self care too, right. but I'm also about being accountable for doing what you say you're going to do and you know, saying what you're going to do. Like, once you put it out there, my job is to hold you accountable. Right. So don't say it if you really don't want it. Accountability. That's a good thing for all of us to take account. You can't be out here um, expecting not to take accountability for your downfalls, expecting not to take accountability mm -hmm. for yourself. Um, because pointing finger is easy. But you always got that finger pointing back. So uh, when you're growing in life and you're out here, uh, making sure that you're evaluating evaluate yourself at a certain um, uh, level. Make sure you uh, take the time to not not just be so hard on yourself, but understand where you need to change so that you can be able to um, be a blessing to somebody else. You know, because who knows? You may run into, who knows? Like, say, you may run into Steve Harvey or something. You're having a bad day. You never know. Just throw it out there. You may run to Steve yep. Harvey. You found a bad day, and because you took the steps and to grow and heal, and something that you found out that he's going through, just you know something bad, or he's just having a rough day, you're able to be that that blessing to come in and bring him back to reality that everything is gonna be okay. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I like that. That's the, that's how you have so many people out here being, like you said, motivational speaker, inspirationals. They are here um, doing so many great things, leading the way because uh, they was able to plant something that was left and remembered in someone that saw a big impact in them. So I'm so happy, and again, I say I say for you picking the path to being a lifetime coach and also being um, a therapist. That that's something that many people don't take upon, and a lot of people may overlook because it may not seem like it's that big of a deal. But when you dealing with other people's energy and taking time to um, help build their confidence, that is not easy, man. <laughs> no. It's not. It's not. It's not. Thank you for that, man. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. The podcast, uh, Positive Energy Generation, thank you for just coming through and sharing your experience, man. That that experience would touch somebody. And the fact that you're out here touching so many lives and changing so many lives, your your legacy, your energy, your spirit will continue to live on um, through this lifetime, man. Go ahead and shout the people out. Again, shout them out the, the name of your speaking and culture program, your social media, where they can follow you and continue to get some good word. And if they need help with some trauma or any of you may need help with some speaking, I'll go out and reach out to uh, Mr. Jason Phillips because he's definitely going to help you. And if he can't help you, he will plug you up with the right connect. So go ahead and shout that out again. Let everybody know where they can find you. For sure, for sure. Uh, so again, Instagram and Facebook is J Phillips MSW J P H I L L I P S M S W, and my website is PNP Coach. That's for peace and prosperity. Peace and prosperity. Uh, coach dot com. But PNP Coach. PNP Coach. Awesome. And before you go, what is a message that you want to leave with the people to, to help them inspire and motivate them what is something you would like to shout out and let them know uh, that everything affects everything so just because you have like your mental health is on point you still want to make sure your physical health is on point too oh, just because maybe you look good physically that's not it too you want to make sure internally emotionally you're doing okay so don't just get one thing together. Get your whole life together. That's why I love, you know, working as a life coach. Because you have to be aligned with your true path. In order to be aligned with your true path, you have to have your mind right mentally, physically, and in the spirit. So I like that you said that. Don't just focus on one area in your life to perfect or to get better. Focus on focus on right, yourself right. in general. The whole thing. What can you change to become a better version of yourself? You no, know, and and like yeah. I said, if you need the help and you need to uh, start right now, if you're ready to change, please reach out to me. You already know it's your girl Shar. You can always reach out to me, and you can go ahead and reach out to Mr. Jason Phillips because. Um, he's out here changing so many people's lives just by being able to instill encouragement and empowerment to the next person um, by helping them through their trauma. And that's what life is about. It brings us so much trauma, but through those traumas, it makes so many great people, so many great leaders. And Jason, you are a great leader, man, and I appreciate all your knowledge that you had came and blessed the podcast with. 
thank you, Ashe, and everybody. Before we get off, we always want to continue to say Ashe to the Most High, and Ashe to Jason to continue his journey and and be blessed. And if no one tells you today, tomorrow, or yesterday that they love you, know that the podcast, the podcast, I love you, positive energy generation. Know that Shar loves you, my most upset. Amari loves you, and know that Jason Phillips loves each and every last one of you guys. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> we love you. Continue to live to inspire, spread love, be loved, and have a blessed and wonderful day. Thank you, Jason, for coming through. Be blessed. Thank, thank you, Sean. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. No problem, it. man. Have a wonderful day. All right, you too. Bye bye.